You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining me. There's been a lot of debate lately about so-called sanctuary cities, city governments that refuse to turn over information about undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. The city of Lansing is debating whether to become a so-called sanctuary city at the risk of losing millions in federal funding. The proposal came from Mayor Verge Bonero after President Trump made it clear he would come down forcefully on illegal immigrants. This week, the city council held a public hearing on the subject of sanctuary status, and it drew a huge crowd, including armed Michigan militia members and an HBO documentary crew. There to record several hours of testimony was Eric Lacey, who is a local government reporter at the Lansing State Journal. He joins us now to talk about sanctuary cities in general. Eric, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, thanks for having me on, Stephen, and thanks for all you do for Detroit. I used to live in the city, and I'm excited to be on. (laughs) That's good. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, So so tell us about what's going on in Lansing and what this debate is about. I think what's what's interesting, or maybe what's most interesting about this, is how common this discussion is right now. What is the reaction that cities should have to what President Trump is saying he wants to do, and what is the reaction— that uh, cities are going to be able to have. What are what are the consequences, for instance? If yeah, well, they have you know, those? go ahead. Sure. Yeah. First off, I grew up in Lansing, and I can tell you right now, there's not mass chaos in the streets. I haven't seen any ICE <laughs> agents or anything like that. Yeah. So, I want to make that clear right from the get go. And you know, right now, um, the big thing is, does Lansing continue doing what it's doing right now, or do they try to take it a step further and at least change the wording of a at least right now, drafted resolution from what right now reinforces Lansing as being a quote-unquote welcoming city? Did they change that to becoming a sanctuary city? And, you know, what does that all mean? Uh, I think that's a fair question to ask right now. Um, if you talk to Mayor Verge Bernero, and I talk to him a lot, um, he uh, is at least doubled down on the so far as to saying Lansing is a welcoming city. There was a pledge signed a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that reinforced this belief. Lansing's a welcoming city. And and what does that mean? It it means, at least as of right now in the city of Lansing, that they're not going to have the police become immigration officers. If they interact with somebody out in the community, um, if they pull them over or or something like that, they're not going to ask them about their immigration status. And from what I can tell, and I've done plenty of digging and talked to plenty of people over at City Hall, they have been consistent with that. Yeah. Um, Now, what I will say is I think the city could be doing a better job to not only explain what they're already doing, but to show it. And what I mean by that is this meeting Monday night had about 130 people in the council's chambers. There was an overflow area downstairs where people could watch this meeting live. You had protesters. I I don't want to call them protesters. I want to call them activists from this group by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. You had supporters from the Black Lives Matter uh, Lansing chapter. You had even uh, people in uh, camouflage that were part of different militia groups. Yeah. With uh, Some had semi-automatic weapons outside of City Hall. I mean, it, it was a wild night. It was a pretty eventful <laughs> night, Let's, I'll just tell you. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I think they all had valid points to make. Um, there wasn't any violence. There wasn't, any, like I said before, any chaos. But I think what, have, what would have really helped them is if the city of Lansing would have had maybe the police chief there, had maybe one of the, um, had the, the city attorney 
maybe explain more in detail about what Lansing's already doing. Now, maybe that would put the city at risk and even just going that step. I don't know, but I think it would have been really beneficial. And I will tell folks this, and I don't know, maybe Bernero's going to call me after I say this, but Bernero wasn't at this meeting Monday night. He was at a meeting two weeks ago that where he re- read a statement that said Lansing's a welcoming city. It came at the time where, you know, we had a lot of this uncertainty going on with folks coming in from other countries who have citizenship in this country. There was, you know, these travel bans and things yeah. like that. So at the time, he read a statement and he left the meeting. He wasn't there Monday night. A lot of folks who wanted to hear from him uh, were disappointed. I can tell you that. Whether or there are groups from yeah, BAM so or, so I I feel you know, like there other... I feel like there is this this sort of tension where mayors like yeah. Mayor Bernero have have made statements about their dislike for what President Trump is doing, but at the same time they haven't pushed it to the point of saying, okay, this is a sanctuary city. We're going to defy right. what the president's saying and deal with the consequences. Right. And, you know, to the point of where things stand with Lansing right now, I will say when Bernero read that statement, he flat out said, Lansing police aren't going to become immigration officers. If we are forced by the federal government, there's some kind of mandate there, we're going to fight it. And most likely we're going to fight it with hundreds of other cities across the country. And if you want to get into a bat- legal battle, let's then bring it on. But you know, he didn't get, go to a step further and say, we're going to become a sanctuary city. Yeah. Does that matter? Depending on who you ask, it does or doesn't matter. Um, but you know, I, I think of it this way, too. Some of the most charitable pe- people out there are the ones that don't want to put themselves out there, put their names out there, you know, say where they live, or you know, disclose how much money they give or how much time they give to other people. Um, and I think that's the situation we're in right now because, you know, here in Lansing, like many other cities, townships, counties in this state, it's been a welcoming place for decades. Um, and I, you know, I know that being from here, I mean, folks from the Sudan or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I went to career day at my old high school around here and there were, uh, kids from Cuba, Somalia, different places well before Donald Trump became president, well yeah. before we knew anything about, you know where things could be headed now. Um, and I honestly don't think that's going to change, and I know for a fact that Bernero doesn't want that to change, and I know for a fact the city council doesn't want that to change. Yeah. Um, they're just in a position right now, and I, and I will add this, four of the city council members are up for re-election this year, and Bernero hasn't said whether he's going to re- run for re-election, and his term's up at the end of this year. And one of the members of the council who's up for re-election is considering a run for mayor in addition to... Andy Shore, Andy Shore was in the legislature. He's considering a run for mayor. So right. this is not just an issue that comes to everyone just caring about immigrants or undocumented immigrants or worried about Donald Trump and what he could do. There's politics at play here, like there is in Lansing and all over the place. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, thanks for tuning in. My guest is... Eric Lacey, who is a reporter, local government reporter at the Lansing State Journal. We are talking about 
the debate in Lansing over whether that city and other cities around the state are sanctuary cities. In other words, places that uh, would push back against the Trump administration's attempt to crack down on illegal immigration. What does that mean to be a sanctuary city? Do you, can you protect your citizens from what the federal government is doing without being a sanctuary city in sort of formal terms? Uh, lots of mayors have come out and made statements about what they intend to do or not do and then have sort of skirted the issue of whether they're going to be sanctuary cities. Uh, this follows our conversation earlier about uh, Christian pushback against what Donald Trump is doing in Washington. What is the call to people of deep religious faith to speak out at this point or push back against this idea of targeting vulnerable people? Lots of evangelical Christians, of course, voted for Donald Trump. Uh, Do they now have an obligation to stand up and call out the things that he's doing that may be incompatible with their faith? 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Terry on Facebook says, in the 60s and 70s, a variety of Christian theologians identified that sin is not merely a personal issue, but that it is our obligation as Christians to fight the structural or social sins that create classes of vulnerable people. To commit acts of social justice is to spread God's love at the social level. As a Christian, my duty is to love my neighbor as myself. Um, Kenneth on Facebook uh, says, quotes Plato, he who commits injustice is ever made more wretched than he who suffers it. We have a duty as citizens to be moral and to defend the most vulnerable among us. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Uh, 313-577-1019. Let's go to Anne in Southfield. And welcome yeah. to Detroit today. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, I am wondering, you know, most countries that I've been in, most civilized, industrialized countries, have a system to permit workers. Like Germany has a lot of people from Turkey, for instance. Um, Dubai has a lot of people from uh, the Philippines. Uh-huh. Um, and, and they regulate the system. People have to prove they have a job or a job waiting to come in, and they have to re-register every year and they get a work permit and they have to give their address and then they're permitted to live there and work and they have to file a tax return just like everybody else. And it eliminates, I think we would eliminate a lot of the rancor about this if we could just take that as a step and not make it either citizenship or you're out of here, you know? Right, right. Uh, great, uh, great point there, Anne, and I'm glad you called uh, to make it. I mean, one of the real subtexts here is work and how we get work done in this country and the people who come here to do it. Uh, in a lot of cases, doing jobs that uh, that that Americans don't do or won't do. So that is that is definitely part of the context of this conversation. Uh, let's go to Jerry in Southfield. Jerry, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Hi, Jerry. Hi, how you doing? Good. Um, two things. Uh, first of all, it's a, a great show. It always is. It makes people at least talk and, and have conversations. They Thank go. You. But I, I think we need to focus on truth and knowledge when uh-huh. it comes to religion. And even when it comes to the immigration issue, uh, you know, um, we're always 
they, they keep us in fear. Um, and if we look at religion, if we study the Bible and really understand the Bible, there were books of the Bible that were left out in the Bible. And that and, and people have been killing in the name, and we talk about terrorism. And, and so now we talk about the immigrants coming over here and bringing all the narcotics here, but we never talk about the pharmaceutical companies. We talk about terrorism, but we never talk about the banks. Nobody ever even addressed the banks. Uh, and they brought this country to its knees. So I think that we need to do our research, do our due diligence, like I said. And don't take my word for it. Look it up. There were books of the Bible that were left out. The, uh, yeah. the, Jerry, the, the, Jerry, I appreciate, always, uh, I appreciate the call and, and, and the points there. Uh, Eric Lacey, government reporter at Lansing State Journal. Keep up the good work, and we will have you back well, thanks. Uh, to talk about some other issues some other time. Anytime. All right. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation turning to the subject of sanctuary universities, sanctuary colleges, including Wayne State University, where we are here. Uh, Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. When President Trump issued his executive order for a travel ban with seven Muslim-majority nations, Michigan's major universities issued strong statements condemning the action. University presidents at University of Michigan, Michigan State University, and Wayne State University spoke of protection and safety for all students and personal protections provided under federal law. But all of those universities fell short of claiming that they were going to be sanctuaries, uh, a sort of informal title that could threaten federal funding. We've invited Wayne State and University of Michigan to participate in this conversation. Both of them declined. We'll post their positions on sanctuary status on our website at WDET.org. Meanwhile, we've got a student from Wayne here uh, to talk about this issue. Nate Keenel is a graduate student at Wayne, and he has been pushing the university with a group of students to become a sanctuary for students. Nate, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, what you're trying to get the what you're trying to get the university to do that they're not doing. As I said, uh, the presidents of those universities have come out and said, look, these are welcoming places. We don't like what's going on. You think they need to go further? Sure. I actually also think that President Wilson at Wayne State hasn't uh, actually said that he doesn't like what's going on. I think he's been very tepid in his response uh, to these issues. Uh, He sent out several internal emails basically saying that we value inclusivity and diversity. But what we're asking the university to do uh, is actually take action to support those statements rather than just sending uh, reactionary responses to student concerns. Yeah. Uh, And and this issue of sanctuary, this issue of sort of formal sanctuary is pretty thorny, right? Uh, They could lose a lot of money. I mean, the, the research that goes on. At the university, lots of people's uh, status at the university mm-hmm. really is funded by the federal government. Does that concern? Does that concern you if if they were to come out and claim that status and then lose the money? Sure, I guess it's concerning, but I also have uh, some questions about what they're claiming in terms of losing funding, because what we're asking and what most sanctuary proposals ask actually doesn't say to break federal law. 
What we're asking is for non-cooperation with ICE unless mm -hmm. ordered by subpoena. Right. What we're asking for is uh, basically fulfilling laws that are already on the books that do protect campuses from ICE and immigration law. Uh, Wayne State Police policy already says they won't ask for or disclose immigrant status. Right. So these are things that uh, are good that the university is doing, uh, but they're, the way that they they talk about these issues is uh, very scared. It's it's not taking a leadership issue on on, on, on any of this. And yeah. frankly, our campus is uh, incredibly diverse. We have a large international student body, uh, and they're they're wondering where the leadership is. They're wondering where their support is from the president, from the administration, from faculty and staff. Yeah, uh, here to help us answer some of these questions about. Uh, the technicality surrounding Sanctuary is uh, Christine Sauvé. She's a senior program coordinator at the Michigan Immigrant Rights Center. Christine, welcome to Detroit today as well. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi. Uh, we just heard Nate Keenel talk about some of the things that he would like to see these universities do that they're not doing. What is the idea, though, of Sanctuary? And what's that formal sort of context that, that might surround uh, saying, coming out and saying, we're a sanctuary campus and and we're going to push back forcefully against what the federal government is doing. Yeah, well, so part of the problem is that there is no legal definition of the term sanctuary. Um, we want schools and communities and cities to have as many policies that will protect immigrants um, on the books as possible. But you know, when you look at, for example, the executive order, um, what is talking about is it says jurisdictions may not uh, have any policies that prohibit communication or coordination with immigration and customs enforcement. So a lot of legal experts have looked at this and they believe there's a, a number of uh, policies that cities and, and communities can enact that are legally defensible. So policies uh, like um, don't ask immigration status um, by local law enforcement uh, for counties, especially not honoring detainer requests when an, uh, when a person would otherwise um, be due for release right. by the county jail. So these things are legally defensible. They do not um, uh, violate uh, U.S. law. Um, but the one issue of concern is that the administration may act beyond their authority, yeah. um, and then it would have to go to the courts. Yeah. Uh, Nate, uh, you're a student at, at Wayne. We've got a, about a minute and a half left. Uh, give me an idea of how, how students are reacting to what the Trump administration has announced. I mean, I would imagine there's some fear that's involved there. Yeah, there's concern. Uh, right after the election, I had many students who uh, expressed fear about wearing a hijab on campus or their friends expressed that fear. There have been uh, instances of racist graffiti on campus. There have been instances of instructors using pretty harsh language to teach uh, Islam as a as a religion of, of violence and oppression. Uh, these are things that are happening on campus right now, and yeah. students are worried that this is the classroom that they're going to. Well, and I would imagine that that one of the things you'd like to see is a more forceful response from the administration about. Absolutely. And not even just a response, but a proactive stance that says that this is not tolerated. Uh, I think students are uh, tired of receiving emails in response to this. They want to see action. I would love to see President Wilson 
have a town hall meeting at lunchtime when students are on campus and actually speak to students himself. Yeah. Uh, and as well as making a public statement. All these emails have been internal. There's still no university public announcement on any of these About policies. what they're going to mm-hmm. do or how they think. Of Correct. It. Okay. Uh, Nate Keenel, graduate student at Wayne State, and Christine Sauvé, senior program coordinator at the Michigan Immigrant Rights Center. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Today. All right. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. The program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers Addie Wallace and Aaron Allen. And the theme song was composed by WDET Sam Bobian. See you tomorrow.